Turn to your neighbor and tell them what you hear. If you don't know this, this has been a craze all week um, on the internet. What did you hear? Who heard what? Laurel. Laurel. Any Annie's? Annie. I've never once heard Laurel. I've heard it a million times. Thank you. I played this for my Little League team, too, and it was all Yannies. Um, do it again? Can we, oh, um, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> this thing is not working here. Let's see here. Um, there was a similar craze not too long ago. Um, it was like this. What color do you see? Turn to, the, turn to your neighbor. Yeah. Tell them what you see. Oh, thanks. John, first John, how many, what do you see? What colors? Gold and white. Black and blue. These are, these are very weird phenomenons in my, my mind. Um, that I'm sure, uh, that highlight like significant difference, right? Um, in perception, obviously. Um, the first one uh, in, in how we hear things, uh, this one obviously in how we see things. Um, it's such a striking reminder though, these are, I mean, my assumption is these are like, um, uh, like our, we, have, we, we see things differently, like our eyes and our ears. Like imagine the difference in a community, in a place, in a people, when you bring in not only kind of how your body works, but your story and your culture and your context, and how our perceptions of the world, um, these are just such good reminders that, oh yeah, our perceptions of the world are different. Um, we see things differently um, based on how old we are, based on our story, based on like, our, our, our bodies, like these demonstrate. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a wonderful and... Um, I think holy reminder, even as it's fun and um, and uh, laughable also. Um, we're finishing First John today, and uh, then we're gonna next week. We're gonna we're just gonna praise God all all Sunday. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just sing and pray and um, read scripture and and just have a morning of praise together. So if you want to help with music email me, I think I'm coordinating it, but we just, we just want to have a morning of praise together. And then uh, following that, we're going to be 
spending some time in the book of Jonah. So if you're looking for something to read, uh, we're going to spend a few weeks in the book of Jonah. So read it in your households, read it um, on your own, and we'll have a good time exploring Jonah together back into the Old Testament um, after that. But 1 John, as we've said, is written to a community who are experiencing conflict. They're experiencing a difference of perception on who Jesus is. Um, and not only are they experiencing conflict on that, they're, they're just a community in general. So they, they too, like us, see different colors of dresses. And they hear different words coming out of sounds. Um, this is a community of people that, that it just implies difference. Um, and John is, is writing about that, about that conflict, and about what it means to be a community of faith um, together. And so I'm going to read uh, from chapter 5. Um, and you can read along with me, if you'd like, up on the screen. Um, the author writes, This is the one who came by water and blood. Um, so baptism and crucifixion and resurrection. Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is truth. The three are testifying. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are united in agreement. And we have the Spirit and the water and the blood right on the table, as Misty pointed out. If we receive human testimony, God's testimony is greater. Because this is what God testified. He has testified about his son. The one who believes in God's son has the testimony within. The one who doesn't believe God has made God a liar because that one has not believed the testimony that God gave about his son. And this is the testimony. God gave eternal life to us. And this life is in his son. The one who has the son has life. The one who doesn't have God's son does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of God's son so that you can know that you have eternal life. Um, if we were just looking at word count in this, um, in this little section of scripture, uh, the obvious point of this passage has to do with the word testimony, right? It's, it's written like seven or nine times, depending on where you start the reading. Just testimony, testimony, testimony. Or, or the word witness. Um, and so John is trying to get at, okay, what, whose testimony are we going to believe? Are we going to believe the testimony that Jesus of Nazareth um, was not the Christ, um, which is being said amongst the community? Or are we going to believe the testimony, not only of those who proclaim Jesus as Messiah, but of God, God's self? Um, it's a big claim. And it raises a couple questions, I think, for, for us. A, what, what is the proof that God's testimony is true, is weightier? Um, and the second question I think it raises for us is, what is that testimony? Um, um, how can we indeed know that the earthly Jesus is indeed the Christ, the Son of God? Um, and the author of John 
throughout our, our time in John, got at this a little bit. Um, in John chapter 1, he said, We announce to you what existed from the beginning, what we've heard, what we've seen, what we've um, seen and our hands have handled about the word of life. So there's this, we, we believe this because we and our maybe one generation before us saw and touched and knew Jesus of Nazareth. Um, the other way we know, John says, is through the water and the blood and the spirit, which we celebrate today, that the Holy Spirit has made known to us that Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified and resurrected, was indeed the one who came um, to save, and to save the world. And then the third way, a third way, is that the one who believes in God's Son has this testimony within us. Um, within who we are. And what is the testimony? Um, the testimony is this, that God gave eternal life to us. And that this life is in his son, Jesus of Nazareth. And so what I want us to explore briefly before we come to the table is what is eternal life, according to John? Because for John, that, that is the evidence um, that Jesus is the Christ, is eternal life. And John is not writing to people who don't profess faith in Christ. He's not writing to people trying to convince them that they need Jesus in order to have this eternal life. He's writing to people who already proclaim Jesus as the Son of God. He's writing to a, a community like us. And so eternal life, while it certainly holds kind of a promise for the future, there is a character to what eternal means here that I think we don't want to miss. Because it has to do with the here and now. It has to do with our very lives. That eternal life is not just something kind of off in the distance, but is actually a, a quality of life, a, a, or a, a way of life now um, that John has been kind of describing to us throughout um, this letter. The first, the first kind of quality, if you will, of eternal life is that Eternal life um, has to do with believing in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That, that to have the eternal life that, this, that John is writing about is to begin by saying, life is found in Jesus. He's writing to a community that is bound by their faith. That their bond is their faith. ...in who Christ is. And I think this has a, is just really important implications for us as a church. Um, the community for First John and the community of Mount Side Communion... ...is not bound by our mutual interests. Though we do have those. Um, the community is not bound by our you know, common hopes for um, our personal lives. Though we do share those. 
the community in 1 John is not bound by kind of congenialities or common interests. They are first and foremost, and we are first and foremost bound by our faith and trust in who Jesus is. And what that means is we don't have to fit in here to belong here. Now, fitting in is nice, and it's fun, and we all want places where we fit in. But that's not ultimately what we're up to as a church. Um, do we hope that we all kind of fit in? Yes, um, we do. But at the bottom line, eternal life, um, praise God, is much deeper than just fitting in. Um, even in our own households, we can experience eternal life. Because even in our own households, we don't always feel like we fit in. But there's a deeper bond there. Um, and that is that we trust in the name of Jesus Christ. And so what that means is we can proclaim that God's kingdom is for everybody. Even those who don't fit in in a certain social gathering. Um, that, that God's spirit is on every corner of the earth that we, ce we celebrate today in Pentecost. Um, that no matter how we feel about being apart, when we come to this table, we all belong. And that is the beginning of a quality of life that we would call eternal because of who Jesus is. Um, the second thing that eternal life um, entails um, is that we love one another. We know that we've transferred from death to life because we love the brothers and sisters. Um, and this love that we have for each other is based in this great love that God has lavished on each of us. Um, and so again, our love for one another is not built on our common interests. It's not built on the fact that we like the same things. Our love for each other is based in this deep, Love that the Father has lavished on all of us, no matter what our interests and hopes and stories and place in life are. Um, which is a, it's a huge, huge deal. It also means it's grounded in reality. So William Loder writes, flesh and blood and real human relations are not an encumbrance, but themselves the theater of the divine. And so we can love brothers and sisters who we may not even fit in like throughout the weeks in the way that life kind of grabs our lives and puts us into different places based on what we're up to. We can love and show deep love for brothers and sisters in a community like this because we trust in who Jesus is and because we love one another um, based in God's love. Does that make sense? Um, I thought of Mountainside when I was watching the royal wedding. And they had this like incredible sermon and they're singing Stand By Me and all the British in their hats. I'm British. Like, they, they, they're just quiet, you know. <laughs> so you can say amen, right? I know you're like thinking. I know you're there. I do know that. But, um, so we love one another. The second, the third thing about eternal life um, is that Warrants wonderfully shared a few weeks back that eternal life involves laying down 
our lives for one another. Um, laying down our order, he suggested. The way we order our lives to kind of keep chaos out or keep chaos at bay, which is a good thing to do. But to love one another, to have eternal life, means we're a community that says, you know what, every once in a while, we're willing to lay that down for one another. I'm willing to even allow some chaos into life because I, I, need, to, I need to love the person who's a part of, of our community um, or just a person in the world. My friend uh, David was on a jog. Um, this is six months ago. He was in Pasadena. He likes to jog. And he was jogging along, and um, he was heading back towards his house, and he was going along the, the bridge. Is it the Colorado Bridge, Pasadena Bridge, whatever it is. Um, and he, this is just like a normal track for him. And he was running along the bridge, and if you know the bridge, it's like, it kind of, it's a, it's a beautiful bridge, um, but then there's these little like outlets, um, and there's like some fences so that you can't get to the, to the outlets. And as he was jogging along, he saw a man who had climbed over the fence and who was standing on the edge of the, of the outlet ready to jump. Um, some people call this bridge suicide bridge because this happens. And so my friend David immediately threw his order down. He laid aside his order and he ran to the fence. And he said, hello. I was so impressed by this too. I don't know that I would have had the wherewithal. He said, hello, my name is David. How are you? It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. My name is David. What's your name? Um, it wasn't like, don't jump, stop. It was, my name is David. He tried to immediately just come to what matters in the world, right? Which is personal connection. Um, and the man was quiet. Um, hey, it's going to be okay. Let me, let me get you some help. My name's David. I, I want to give you some help. What, you know, it's going to be all right. Why don't you just step back, you know? What can I do for you? Um, he, he's trying to wave people who are driving and even walking by to lay down their order. And they wouldn't. And I don't want to judge them. It's hard to lay down our order. Like when we have places to go, people to see, things to do. It's not an easy thing to lay down the order that we've created for our life. Um, what's going on in life? Tell, tell me about what's happening, David said. Um, and he began to call the police uh, with his phone. And so, two, three minutes, he was able to talk with this man, the man eventually giving him his name so he could talk back and forth by name with this person. And the police arrived on the scene kind of took things over at that point. Um, after a little while, they dismissed. They said, David, you can, you can go. You, you, we've got this, um, as he began to step back. Um, and about an hour later, the police called him and said, um, we got him to come back. Um, he told us that he had already said his prayer, his final prayer. 
when you called his name. Um, uh, laying down our order is, is an aspect of eternal life. Um, done in the name of Jesus. Um, loving, loving one another. Another piece that, that John thinks is really important, I think this story holds, is that sharing the world's goods is a part of eternal life. Um, and in this case, the world's goods was a name. I, I really believe that. It was a name. It was, we exchanged names and the whole name of the game, if you will, changed. Um, but, but not only just names. It, it's, it's, it's the gifts that we've been given. We prayed today that God would... would Provide for our, our needs, not our greed, right? Um, and just discerning when, when, which is which, you know? Um, but eternal life in Christ, where we love one another, lay our lives down for each other, involves giving of the world's goods. Um, and doing that is, as well as we can. And I think here at Mountainside, we try. We really, really try to do that. Um, The final, the final aspect of, of eternal life, it, it, this, is, this happened like two weeks ago, this is amazing, is joy. Um, joy breaks in to eternal life. Um, it's not something that can be planned. It's not something that can be strategized. I promise I didn't strategize this. Um, but joy, joy walks in the room... Um, when eternal life is at hand. We don't have time today to, to talk with our neighbor, but I, wanna, I do want us to give us just a couple minutes while we wait for the rest of the kids to come in. I think... Having the eyes to see eternal life. Growing in our value of eternal life as a community. Um, is a great gift from God. And it's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And so if these are pointers or evidence of eternal life. Right now and as we begin to come to the table... Um, where do you see that in life? Where do you see people laying down their order? Where do you see people giving of the world's goods? Where do you see people trusting in Jesus? Um, loving one another. Where do you see joy breaking out? It's not always in the most obvious places. It might be... Joy might break out in a British church building. Um, I'm like 43% British. I found this out. So I can say this. Uh, among stuffy Brits, you know. Um, joy might break out there. Um, joy might break out in, in pain and in, and in loss. Um, but it's eternal life nonetheless. Welcome back, kids. Do we have everybody? We good?
Let me pray for us, and then we will, we will celebrate this life together. So well represented here at this table, like Misty shared today. God, we... Um, I just think of different one-liners from our study in John. Um, God, we want to be kind of curious about your love, urgently. We want to belong to the truth, um, remembering that you, God, um, are, are bigger and stronger than our hearts when they deceive us at times. God, we want to be people who lay down our lives for one another because we love one another. Um, we want to be people who, who live into um, the confession that our bond is so, goes so much further than common interests, than um, social location, than age, than, than any of these factors. Um, but God, that our, our common interest is in your son, Jesus Christ, who was crucified and raised from the dead, um, so that we might experience eternal life here and now. So God, by your spirit, grant us eternal life in this moment, a Christ-like life as we come and take of your body and your blood. And God, use this to give us eyes to see um, your eternal life breaking in, like we sang about today, um, in our neighborhoods, in our households, um, in our schools, in our work, um, in our friendships, and in su surprising, surprising places. So by your spirit, pour it out this day, we remember and celebrate. Move us to this table, we pray. Amen. Amen. On the night when Jesus was betrayed, he was with his disciples and he gave thanks. And he said, this is my body that is broken for you. Laying aside of order and one's life, that life might be experienced. And after supper, he took the cup of the new covenant and said, This is my blood that is shed for you. The cup of suffering, the cup of joy. The cup of forgiveness and new covenant um, with him and with each other. And as long as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death um, until he returns. <laughs>